Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prospect MMA podcast. In today's episode, I am very, very pleased to announce that we are having with us Corey Poppins Makina. Uh, Corey is a fighter from Wales. Uh, she's in the UFC right now. Uh, she won her contract through the content, uh, co contender series uh, of Dana White. Um, and she has a professional record uh, of six wins and one loss. Um, she's now training with the team Alpha Male. Um, you, you would be familiar with names such as uh, Uriah Faber uh, being the head coach there. Um, and we had an awesome conversation um, about where she began and, and how did she uh, start her amateur career and how did that evolve into a professional, uh, going from Cage Warriors to UFC um, and all that evolution. So please stick around and I hope you have uh, as much fun as I did on this podcast. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, okay, so just checking. Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, let me just adjust the sound here. Yeah, all good. Okay, so um, we have with us today Corey Poppins Makina. I got that right, yeah? Yeah. The pronunciation, good. <laughs> it's not a hard name, but just making sure that I'm uh, pronouncing it right. Uh, so Corey, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I just wanted to know, um, how are you, first of all? How's the ankle injury from your last fight? Uh, yeah, I got a cast put on yesterday. Um, I've fractured it and torn some of the ligaments. So um, it's going to be a few weeks on that. But uh, it should, should be all good. No need for surgery, luckily. Like, so it could have been a lot worse. Um, good. Obviously, it's not ideal. I, I'm normally back in the gym uh, the Monday after a fight. But, yeah. Uh, everyone's glad that I'm having to take some rest anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Are you are you one of those uh, athletes that just grind, 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 work hard, work hard all the time and doesn't take any time off? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the gym every day. Uh, actually, funny enough, the week before uh, the week before my, my fight, uh, one of the guys went to take a photo of me running on the treadmill and I nearly fell off of it. So I was like, no, 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 I'm not meant to be training. Don't, don't take a photo. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible. I, I, yeah, I, I do train too much. So uh, everyone's, everyone's uh, gl glad that I'm quite literally been, been benched. Uh, my, my body's making me sit out some. So. Yeah, it probably needs yeah. the rest. So... Uh... Well, yeah, every, everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer of that. And um, yeah, just enjoy the time off and try and recover as much as possible. I'm sure it's only going to help when you start again. It's only, you're only going to yeah, be exactly. stronger. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the gym anyway, like watching, watching all the sessions. Yeah, I'm actually at the gym now. Um, oh, I'll wow. be back next week. Like I've already spoke to my strength and conditioning guy about working around my ankle and stuff. So. It's it's not gonna hold me back for anything. They like say it'll allow me to focus on other areas, but uh, yeah, it's not, it's can't do as much as usual. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so here, uh, I wanted to have you on because obviously, I would say right now you are the biggest star, female for sure, but one of the biggest stars coming out of the UK, landing on the UFC. How did how how did all that happen in 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 I would say short, uh, such a short period of time because you're seven and zero right seven and zero so uh, six, 
or six and one. Sorry, sorry. Should be seven and zero. Still, still a bit sour about that. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, my mistake for not checking the that right. Um, so six and one. So what I meant was seven fights. So okay. So in seven fights, it took you only seven fights to go from your first professional to landing on the UFC. Uh, do you want to talk us through that experience? How did all all that happen? Yeah, well, see, the thing with women's MMA is obviously it's such a smaller talent pool still. So you do find the... Um, uh, sorry, I got distracted by the comments. Uh, <laughs> I'm not yeah. used to this. I don't uh, even read yeah, them. So I'm, I'm, a, yeah, I'm just talking to you. And <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a smaller talent pool, essentially. So you find a lot of women do get up there a lot quicker. Like, there's women in the UFC that have only had, like, four, three, four fights. Hmm. Um, but also on like, a counterproductive argument, uh, like a counter argument, obviously we get rushed a lot quicker, which means again we've we've got to be at that high level a lot quicker. So right. it's not necessarily easier or anything, but um, you know you don't need as much experience as maybe the guys. Um, so it's both positive and negative, obviously. Um, okay. But yeah, so obviously I I jumped uh, straight in with Cage Warriors for my pro debut, so I've kind of been competing at the top level since I was 18, so for the last three years, uh, Cage was the biggest organization in Europe. So, yeah. um, you know, that kind of already threw me in at the deep end. So I was, I was already fighting the top European talent. And then obviously um, with, like, obviously Uriah and that in my, uh, in my corner. Shout uh, out to your favorite. Big fan of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching him fight yeah, since, uh, yeah, since he started on the UFC. So, yeah, big fan of him. I think he has a great team, great gym. I uh, saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast and uh, he seems like a guy that really cares about his team and how everybody, you know, he makes sure that everybody's looked after. So I think you're in good oh, hands with him. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. He's, I couldn't ask for a better, uh, you know, a better guy in my corner. So, uh, yeah, but he managed to get me on contenders. Obviously, I had like an 18-month layoff because right. of things complete, completely out of my control. Like, I missed out on like two or three fights. Um through no fault of my own. So okay. I was getting rather frustrated. Um, but he was in uh, Abu Dhabi with Mick, Mick Maynard and he was like, like, come on, dude, like this this girl's doing really well at the gym. Like, you know, she's, she's matching it with the top girls and stuff. Like, give her a shot. Um, so, yeah, I got, got called up contenders on, like, I think it was like just under three weeks' notice. Wow. Uh, and kind of threw everything up in the air, I guess. <laughs> but... A lot of the fighting is like that. You get the chance, you got to take it, embrace it. And if you score, then awesome. And if you don't, then you can always come back later. That's the way I, I see it. <laughs> you... Yeah, exactly. Like, um, at the end of the day, like, I, I was training through, because uh, we were obviously in lockdown as well, so none of the gyms were open because, uh, like, in the UK, it was so much so much stricter. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had... Um, I'd already moved my friend in with me. We were training because I had like home gym. So I literally had like one of my main training partners moved in with me. We isolated together. We, we were training two, three times a day. So, I mean, it wasn't obviously a full camp and it wasn't like as, as uh, intense as yeah. it would be if I were in the gym. But I definitely didn't slack off because I knew that this time was as much as it was frustrating and kind of causing us to miss out on a lot. It was also going to open a lot of opportunities. Uh, so I just needed to make sure that I stayed ready. And then, uh, yeah, you're right, gave me the call up for contenders. And, like, I was ready. I jumped on it. I just kind of, I say I was ready. I had to sort all the medicals and visas and everything out, which is very difficult at the moment. But, 
other than that, like I was, I was ready to go. I, was, I felt like I was ready to kind of jump in there. And I thought I was at the level. So uh, yeah, we got it done. And uh, see, see when you when 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 they tell you, okay, this is who you're fighting in the contender series. Uh, do you have to make any adjustments of your training uh, according to the opponent, or are you the kind of fighter that just cares about you, yourself and you're confident of your skills and you're like, I'll just take whoever, I don't care, kind of thing? Uh, yeah, so I'm like that, which I think um, I was. I always quote one of the guys at the gym. He told me when I was about 16, he said, a fighter's job is to fight anybody. A coach's, a coach slash manager's job is to stop them. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the day, like my, my, my <laughs> yeah, I got I've got like the best management. I've got the best like coach and staff around me. So you know, when they give me a fight, they tell me I've got a fight. Like, I trust them wholeheartedly that it's the right decision. Um, right. You know, they watch my opponents. I watch I watch my opponents as well. Of course, obviously, I, I do think you have to have control of your own career. So um, you know, I always obviously watch it and check. Like you know, I, I'm not afraid to fight anybody though. So it's, I, I watch it and I go, okay, cool. But, um, yeah, I'll give them a watch and stuff, but I focus very much on myself like, and make sure that I'm the best version of myself that I am going in there. Because at the end of the day, like, I think on a good day, like, I, I have that confidence that I can beat anybody. So um, Perfect. I just have to make sure that I'm going to go in there and have a good day. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, and tell me this, uh, from previous interviews that I saw about you, um, I, think, I think I'm getting this right. You started with karate. That was the first thing you've done, yeah? Uh, yeah, I started karate when I was about 10, but about 10. I did that for like a couple of years. Uh, I don't really count it to be fair. Like, I don't, I don't think I have that karate style. I don't really use too much of it. Um, and it's as, not a I'm real mar mar martial art. Disciplines as well. Right. And, and how did you then transition from karate to eventually landing onto MMA? How, how did that road happen from the age of 10? starting there to coming now 18 you're in cage warriors to 21 you're in the ufc how did that all happen yeah so the gym i was at they introduced um jiu-jitsu boxing muay thai um oh, okay. so all i was already stuff. in the gym seven days a week doing karate so it was like i might as well jump in on the other classes like i've always been one of those kids that's like all or nothing so i was i was in the gym you know Monday through Sunday. Uh, so I just started jumping on the other classes. I started really taking a liking to it. I started competing in jiu-jitsu. Um, and then after a few months of training all of it, like, I think it was actually my dad was like, well, you're doing everything. Like, why, why don't you try sticking it all together? Um, That's a good so, suggestion. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's a good suggestion. It, well, it just, it just, yeah, it, it just seemed natural. Like I said, I was already training everything. Um, so... So yeah, like we, we started looking into MMA gyms because the gym I was at didn't uh, didn't offer it, or they did, but they wouldn't let me join in because uh, like, oh, I was adults only. Really? Um, and they weren't very they weren't very supportive of it. To be fair, like they wanted me to join the England squad for karate and sue that and all this, and that wasn't something I wanted to do. So um, yeah, so I found BKK. I went down there. They had a young a young lad the same age as me in the adults classes. So they were like, yeah, jump on in. Right. Um, yeah, I literally just haven't looked back since. Like, like they become my family. Like, I, you know, I'm still really close with them, even though I'm moved out here. And uh, yeah, yeah like, Jack's an amazing coach. He's my manager now, and he corners me for every fight. So I, I, I'm very lucky that I found that gym. Like, I very much think that they made me who I am today. Awesome! That's so great to hear. 
Um, I have a, I have an 11 year old girl. Um, so uh, she came to me the other day and she said she wanted to join jujitsu because her friend, um, her mom is putting her into jujitsu as well. But then all this COVID stuff started and everything is in lockdown. So yeah, we are waiting for that to happen. But um, I was very interested to find out what was the steps from the age of 10. <laughs> can, can I re replicate that for my daughter? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, I, was, I, I was 11 when I started jiu-jitsu, so uh, she's oh, on the right track for sure. Oh, very good, very yeah. good, very good. Um, and tell me this, is there any fighters uh, in the UFC or not uh, and from all time that you look up to? Man or woman, doesn't matter. So, in all honesty, like the people that I look up to are the people that I surround myself with. So, obviously, like you've got like your eye favor and that they're in the UFC, they're fighters. Um, but but it's more from a personal standpoint. Like I very much value the hard work that they're putting in their mindset and everything like that, as opposed to their performances in the cage. So, I don't really look up to any fighters as such in terms of like their skills performance. But I definitely look up to all guys that like team alpha male and then. Um, even back home, like I had Arnold Allen's in the UFC now, like Jack Mason's like really high level, like fought Cage Warriors, Bellator, like all those guys that like, I look up to them, like, like, you know, they're who I aspire to be, but more just because I see them in the gym every single day. I see them working their butts off. I see them like helping other people out. I see like them, their goals, their mindset. Like that's the sort of thing that I look up to. Um, yeah. I'm not really one of those people to just sit there and go, oh, he's knocked a few guys out. I want to be him. Like that's, that's not really what I value. So, um, yeah, but like, like I look up to you, I am massively like he's, you know, he's, he's been a big inspiration for me. Um, I think we're very similar. Like, uh, someone actually messaged me after my fight. One of the guys did, he was like, he was like, Oh, it was like watching a, a mini version of Faber in there. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think, uh, give it a few more years. I'll, uh, uh you know, I'm slowly, slowly taken after him, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm so fortunate with who, who I've got around me and uh, I just look up to them guys really. Um, I'm not going to list all the fighters that are on the mat to team alpha now. It's a ridiculous amount. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, did you know him uh, or, or had you watched any of his fights before you actually landed on the Contender Series and all this stuff happened? Did you did you know him? Yeah, obviously. I've, I've been coming out to team alpha now since I was... Uh, the first time I was just turned 16. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was living with Faber for a bit when I was 17, 18. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I've obviously just moved out here. Like, so we're very, we're very close. Like, he's, he's a very uh, integral part of my career. Um, yeah, so like, he's he's amazing. But awesome. I, I always joke and call him Uncle Faber because he's he's basically <laughs> part of my family now. Very good. Um, on that question of the favorite fighter, I thought you were going to say something like Ronda Rousey. You know, probably an assumption, but no. <laughs> nah, I. I've got, I've got like mad respect for that woman and what she's done, but um, no, I don't. Like I say, I, I, I respect everyone that gets in the cage, but I don't ever idolize somebody. Like, I want to be at that level or higher, so I feel like if I put someone on a pedestal, like I'm almost like capping myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I say, like I don't, I don't like I say like, when I when I look up to someone, when I, when I like aspire to be like them, it's more for. Uh, it's less to do with their performance, more to do with their like mentality, their mindset, and their you know their drive. So, uh, yeah, you know, like people like Saber and stuff like that. Like they're, they're they're the people that I look up to. Good stuff. Good stuff. Two seconds. Just a moment. Mm -hmm.
My son just came and opened the kitchen door. I'm in the kitchen right now, which is the, one of the spots that I can get peace. It's nighttime, as you can see. It's five o'clock, but it's completely pitch black already. It's uh, it's what is it? Nine twenty, right there, yeah. Nine twenty. Yeah. Twenty past nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely different. Um, what else was I going to ask? Yes, I wanted to ask you. Um, obviously the 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 last fight you had, amazing back and forth. It was just like yeah, back and forth between the two of you. Um, and uh, the submission attempts was that was there any that was really close to get you? Any of them? No. No, I didn't. I didn't feel threatened at any point of the at the um, fight. Um, like obviously, she's a really high class grappler. You know, she, yeah. she, she, she knows what she's doing, but so am I. And I'm grappling with the highest level here every day. Um, oh yeah. And like, I may not be pulling off the flashiest serves, but I do think I probably have the best mission defense in the division. Uh, yeah, I'm like stubborn, I was so literally <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god, no. Uh, and you you got out and then you got on top and then again I was like oh no 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 and then you got out again and then you got on top and like wow it was it, it, it was like a real nail biter for me as a fan as a viewer um, it was like one of them amazing fights that your heart's pounding you're like I want this this fighter to end and and yeah amazing fight so congratulations on that victory uh awesome <laughs> really thank awesome. you yeah i always i always say my uh, biggest strengths are my also my biggest weaknesses so uh i've got good submission defense therefore i'm far too confident in my submission defense so i put myself in them wow. and then i can take a punch therefore i take a punch <laughs> so yeah biggest strengths are also my biggest weakness that's <laughs> uh, you know i'm in the right place like we're constantly improving um I, I try not to beat myself up too much after the fights now. Like, obviously, I wasn't happy with the performance, didn't get the finish. But, um, you know, I obviously broke my ankle going into the third round. Um, yeah. Like, I think I think I didn't, well, I'm, I'm confident I did enough to win the first and second round. Like, I know a few people disputed it, but the thing with MMA is a lot of it's a popularity contest. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, you so won, you won. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fans and stuff. Like, at the end of the day, I won the fight. But, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. People say that's, that's not changing that. Um, but, you know, she's, toughest girl in the division quite possibly or at least up till the top 10 um we knew that going in there that was one of the reasons we took the fight we were like no nah, let's let's get it done let's get let's get like a high level matchup to show everyone um so you know it, it might not have been a perfect fight but at the same time when you're, when you're at those high levels it, it's a game of it's a game of margins like, yeah it's a game you know, of you chance right yeah you can't expect these clean fights where you're not getting hit and you're moving and you're sticking and you you know you, you take them down with a with ease like it, it's not going to be a perfect fight because like if it is the other person's not at a level to fight you back so yeah. um yeah at this at this level you can't expect a perfect fight and like all i can do is yeah take take the mistakes learn from them, grow from them and uh, move on to the next one i'm not going to beat myself up too much over it and also it was your first official fight in the ufc right right yeah yeah so you know yeah. uh even that the, the was that feeling any different than that first time you fought at cage warriors like, you know, okay, this is it. I made it to a professional fight. This is my first professional fight to, okay, this is it. My first professional fight, but in the UFC. Was that a difference in feeling? Um, no, not really. Obviously, with I think maybe with like the no clouds thing and the fact that it was in the apex, it was 
like the same it was the same arena that we did obviously contenders in yeah, so you kind of just felt right. really comfortable and um like we'd already kind of been there and done that um it probably feel different once everything opens back up and we're in like a big arena with all the crowds and stuff but but again i don't think it's going to affect me performance wise because i've already competed against you know we compete against like top opposition in like big arenas like the ice arena in wales for cage warriors fit thousands in yeah. so i've already kind of had the lights cameras acting so like i'm not too um i'm not too worried about like how the how the change is going to affect me um again like say like i've been fighting for years so i wasn't like nervous or anything obviously did have the you know we're about to walk out and i'm like oh oh snap we're here this is okay. you know this is what i've been dreaming of since i was like 13 like it, obviously realization did hit literally as they opened the door but i wasn't nervous i was just like oh jeez like like it almost <laughs> hadn't felt, re- felt real up until that moment i was like i like you know looked, looked at my gloves and i was like i'm gonna get punched with some ufc gloves but uh wow. you know like it, it's not too different to what i'm used to it's just uh at the end of the day it's just a few different people watching and uh yeah it's uh and the whole it's, world it's not you know different. The whole world, no, yeah. no big deal. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. The whole world watching. Yeah. Either, either way, I'm gonna. It's gonna be this day. I'm gonna get punched in the face. I'm gonna punch her in the face. I'm gonna, gonna you know, put on a good fight. So um. Yeah. yeah like, the organization doesn't make too big a difference. Like it's, it's just uh, yeah. It was definitely a great <laughs> fight. Um, I stayed awake on purpose so I could watch the fight and uh, um watch all the fights you know like that's what i do whenever the ufc is on i just unfortunately the times they don't really work out for us here in the uk so we have to get up at like 3 a.m oh i know this one wasn't so bad yeah, i know. I started at like yeah. 10 so you, you know can't complain on that one uh but yeah amazing amazing card um amazing fight loved it um what else did I want to ask? I want to ask you, yeah, if you have any um, favorite submissions. Is there like a technique that you really like to watch or uh, to do it yourself? So it, it doesn't have to be one that you do, but one that you like to watch. Oh, honestly, if if anyone's ever done like a jiu-jitsu class with me, then I have a different favorite move every single day. Like I tried teaching my friend jiu-jitsu once, and after about two weeks, he looked at me and he was like, "Can you stop saying this is my favorite move?" Because I like I get so excited. <laughs> um, right. But no, like so I I love chokes, um, mainly like darces, guillotines. Yeah. Like I don't know why. Maybe I'm sick in the head. I love squeezing someone's neck. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I, like I love I love chokes mainly for me. Um, sure. I went through a phase of doing bulldog chokes. Um, they're a bit of a bullyish move, so I, I kind of took a liking to them. Um, yeah, like, I, I, I love chokes. Good <laughs> stuff. Okay, chokes. And uh, do you have a favorite discipline as far as separating all the elements of jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, boxing, judo, wrestling, all those? If you could separate nope. them all and just choose one, which one would you pick? Nope, I don't, I don't have a favorite. Uh, funny enough, I've got no. a funny story about that. I remember uh, when we went to America when I was 16 the first time, they stopped us at customs and you know they asked like random questions. They were right. like, oh, you come out of the gym. They're like, they, they were like, what's your favorite discipline? I was like 16, I was like, don't have one. And the guy was like, you have to have one. I was like, don't have one. And we stood there for 10 minutes debating whether I had to have a favorite discipline. Um, my, my mother was looking at me like, just say, just say boxing, like, like, we want to go, like, like, I'm there going, no, 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 I won't pick one. Um, so yeah, that was, that was quite funny. I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to debate that point. I don't have one. 
Uh, I'm not going to debate that. And I'm actually happy that you gave that answer because I think the way that mixed martial arts is evolving, all of the fighters, especially young ones like you, they just start by learning everything from the get-go. So when they become fighters and they're actually fighting, they just put everything together as it should be. None of this stuff from like 10 years ago where it was a stand-up fighter versus a ground fighter and you want to see who's going to get their will and all that. So yeah, um, I'm actually happy that you gave that answer. So yeah, very good, very good. No favorite discipline, just do everything. And whatever happens, you have the skills to handle the fight, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's how they were kind of marketing me and Kate at the end of the day. They were like, oh, you know, the, the new wave of fighters. We both, we both, um, you know, been training our whole life in different disciplines. Like, it's not a conventional strike versus grappler in any regard. Like, um, and like, yeah, I think that's the way MMA is heading now. Like, everyone's working every aspect so hard. Like, you, you can't, you can't win. Like, just being a kickboxer, just being a wrestler. Like, nah. you know, they've they changed the rule sets to to work around that. They've also Obviously, like you say, you've got got this new wave coming through that will be doing everything their entire life. So, yeah, um, yeah, I definitely think that's the way everyone's heading. Good stuff. Um, any advice for any ten-year-olds uh, out there, eleven-year-olds, twelve-year-olds, any any girls that are just starting to watch and get involved with this uh, that might become the next Corey in the future? Any advice for them? Um. To be honest, I just, I always just say get stuck in, like, um, I was obviously, like, the way my parents raised me, like, it was always this case, if you want to do something, do it, um, so I was very fortunate in how much support I received and everything, like, I know a lot of kids aren't, aren't fortunate enough to have that, um, so I'm very grateful for my parents, but like you say, like, I just think people need to get stuck in and stop worrying about what people think, what people expect them to do, uh, you know, like, I didn't follow any expectations, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I left school, I started training full-time, I just followed MMA 100%. Um, I just think, I just think you need to, like, even have the confidence is if they want to do something, do it. Like, it, it's not always going to be there. People say it'll always be there, but it's not. Um, you know, in, in the same way that they say to play it safe and things could go wrong, it's like the opposite way around. Like, things could go wrong and you could miss your opportunity to, to do something you really love and you want to do. So, yeah, yeah just, just jump in there and just... I just, yeah, but that's literally what I'm saying. Just get stuck that, in, like, throw yourself in the deep end. Yeah, so just try it, see if it's something you love. If it's something you love, then pursue it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and, like, don't do anything by half. Like, you know, I, I always, let's say I was, I was in the gym seven days a week from the age of 10. Like, wow. if, if you're going to do something, do it, do it, you know? Um, so, yeah, just, oh. I'd say just... Yes. Deep end, get stuck in and get it done. Let me ask you this. At at what age did you first saw your first UFC fight? Roughly. Do you remember? I, I don't know. Um, no, because uh, so my, my dad used to watch it. So I probably saw it when I was like two, three. Like, uh, oh, okay. You know, my, <laughs> I, I come from a very... Uh, I come from a very like athletic family that like, we're always on the go. We're always very busy. So, you know, my dad's always watching sports and stuff. Like, you know... So, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure my dad, my dad used to have it on, so I probably saw it around. But it was never something that I was, like, following until I started doing it. And he, even still, whilst I was doing it, I'd always laugh and be like, oh, I'm a doer, not a watcher. Like, I never really used to stay up for the cards. I never used to do any of that. Right. Um, up until probably a couple, probably only a couple of years ago, I started watching it all properly, really. Oh, really? Um, so <laughs> that's why when people, when people are like, oh, you know, who's your first favorite fighter? Who's this? Like, I genuinely just enjoyed doing it. 
Uh, very good. No, that, that's very good. At least I can tell my wife to start letting my daughter watch it with me. <laughs> hey, yeah, she's there's definitely worse things for her to watch. No worries, good stuff. Um, that's everything for me today. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to cover or say. Any shout-outs you want to give? No, a uh, quick shout out to my management, Stone Sports Management, um, and also uh, I've got a few big sponsors like Tommy Fightwear, QNT Sports Supplements, um, and then Franklin Group. Uh, they help me out financially for my fight camps massively. Awesome. Uh, so just a quick thank you to them, and uh, yes, yeah, thanks for having me on. No worries. Um, send me the links of all the sponsors, and I'll put them all in the description of the podcast, and I'll make a post of it and everything. So um, I think it's great that companies get behind fighters like you, especially. Um, young fighters and then prospects uh, of MMA. Uh, we need that because you guys are going to be the future of this game. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think it's awesome. So, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we, we, we get to do this again in the future before your next fight or after your next fight, whatever whatever works out. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much uh, for, for um, coming on and uh, spending a few minutes uh, with us <laughs> all right thanks thanks for having me thank no you worries. bye Corey thank you bye bye Woo. once again thank you so much for uh, listening to this uh, podcast episode um, I am striving to improve episode after episode. Uh, the more I do, I am pretty sure that uh, the better I'll become. Um, so <laughs> bear with me. I hope I hope you come with me on this trip um, in my attempt of creating a community for um, amateur fighters and uh, just young prospects, uh, even guys that are just starting out their pro careers. Uh, give them a platform and the attention that they deserve because without these guys the sport would not evolve the way it has been evolving um, people like you know Conor McGregor and uh, Anderson Silva and so on they all were an amateur fighter at some point in time and they all had that first pro fight at some point in time and so on so um, most people know all the fighters from the UFC but they don't get to see the backstory what happened, how did they evolve, how did they get there. So that's my that's my goal with this podcast. Uh, a quick shout out to the sponsors of the podcast. Um, we are Hellband. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at We Are Hellband or their website www.wearehellband.co.uk. And if you are a fan of meat like I am, you can get their burgers, meatballs, sausages, um, lamb will be coming in soon and so on. Uh, just use the code CARNIVORE10 for your 10% off. This only applies to UK and Ireland, so Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales and England uh, and the country of Ireland. Thank, thank you very much for listening.